Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. You guys sound very cheery today. Uh, Welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do it uh, because we know that weekends are tough. We know that, uh, you know, somehow during the week you guys recognize that you have issues and problems and you're in group and you're willing to work on it, dealing with confrontation, talking about the issues. And then somehow the weekend comes and we start to get well. And we start to get a disease of wellness to the point where some of us start to get this idea in our head that maybe it's time to go. And interestingly enough, when we started doing this group, uh, oh, I don't even know how many years ago now, but at the time we, uh, we had a lot of people that were choosing to leave on the weekends, and after we started doing this group, we had over a 50% reduction in people leaving on the weekends. Guys, we know that you came here to, to do some work. And uh, similar to the lottery, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. We have wonderful statistics. We track people for a year after they complete treatment. You see it's posted on the wall outside of admissions. How well people do when they leave here and complete this program successfully. But those numbers are only reflective of people who complete the program. We really don't have a heck of a lot of data on the ones that don't. And you guys have been those guys who haven't completed treatment. And you've suffered the consequences. And hopefully, our hope for you is that you are looking to make this the last stop on your treatment merry-go-round. So, gentlemen, we ask you to challenge yourselves. We ask you to come here and not do some of the work, not do most of the work, but be ready, willing, and able to do all of the work. And please, sometimes we are not our best judge of character when it comes to doing the work. So many of you guys come into a treatment program, well, you come to St. Christopher's Inn, and you're, you, we're doing interventions like Attitudes and Behaviors Group. And you look at me and you say, Hey, Dave, you don't understand. I'm working harder here than any program I've ever worked in before. I say, Well, how much work did you do in those programs before? You say, None. So you say, How do you know you're really working to the extent necessary to be successful? Let someone else be the judge of how hard you are working. I believe, gentlemen, that we do the best we can all the time based on our values and our priorities. And when you really want sobriety, the work doesn't seem to be as hard as when you don't. Does that make sense? When, it's, you, know, when you guys wanted heroin and it seemed like it was impossible to get, you found a way. And that's kind of tied into the message I wanted to talk with you guys about today. In thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I came across this quote. I've used it once before, and it goes like this. Impossible or I'm possible. Impossible or I'm possible. Isn't it funny how they're really written the same way? The same letters forming two completely different words, meaning two completely different things. And when it came to the lifestyle of use and somebody told you it's impossible, you found a way to make it possible. And then we come into treatment. And we talk about things like 
it's impossible for me. It may be possible for other people, but it's not possible for me. Do you guys realize how much power... You know, we spend a lot of time talking about powerlessness and addiction. Are you aware of actually how much power you have in recovery? Because you do. You have the power to be your own best friend or your own worst enemy. You all have been enemies to yourselves for long enough. And isn't it time that you become your own best friend? Isn't it time to take the same skills that we were willing to put into our addiction into recovery? Isn't it funny when you were mandated... To, let's face it, you guys, you guys are all dating something here, right? You know, you're either here, you're man-dated, your mom-dated, your job-dated, and now you're dating us. And isn't it funny how when you get mandated to treatment and you go kicking and screaming how hard treatment seems, you look at our code of conduct and you say, this is so big, it's so long, it's so hard, I can't do it, it's impossible. And yet, the guy sitting next to you has a smile on his face. And you see that he's not just talking the talk, but he's walking the walk. Why is it that some people can look at a structured program like we have and say, I can do this? It's not impossible. The difference, gentlemen, is how we choose to look at things. Some of you are so distraught and beat yourselves up mercilessly because of the things that you have done in the past. And when we focus on the past, you know, I just came across a quote. It says, we can't go on to the next chapter if we're still reading the last one. And so many of you guys are beat yourselves up because of the things that you have done. And you say, because of the things I have done, I don't deserve sobriety. I don't deserve that, you know, uh, world, uh, life beyond my wildest dreams that I talk about. I don't deserve it because of the things that I've done. Do you realize that you have made it impossible for yourself? It's not that the journey in recovery is not beneficial. It's not that it's not fruitful. It's not that it's not possible. But you have made it impossible. Because there are guys sitting next to you right now who have walked the same walk you have walked. St. Christopher's Inn has been here for 105 years. Do you think maybe there might have been somebody worse off than you that found a way to make it impossible? We put men on the moon but it's impossible for you to get sober. The Patriots' first Super Bowl win was against the St. Louis Rams. They were called the greatest show on turf. I believe that the Patriots were 17-point underdogs in that game. It was impossible. John Madden said they ought to just take a knee. They made it possible. I don't want to turn this into a whole Super Bowl discussion. But do you understand, gentlemen, that when you wanted it, you found a way to get it. When somebody told you what you had to do, what you couldn't do, what you can never do, what you must do, you always found a way around it. 
So when somebody tells you you can't get sober, when you tell yourself you can't get sober, you are being your own uh, worst enemy and you are not telling the truth, it is possible for you. And we know this because, believe it or not, more men have come through here that can fill Yankee Stadium. And we have so many success stories, so many miracles, what we like to call ordinary miracles. If you're old enough to remember Buster Douglas fighting Mike Tyson, you didn't even want to watch the fight because you knew it was going to be a massacre. He made it possible. When you saw the 1980 U.S. hockey team beat the Russians, didn't even want to watch it. It was going to be a massacre. It was possible. Those, those are once-in-a-lifetime miracles. Do you, do you understand that there's 180 men in this facility right now we have over a 65 to 70% completion rate. 65 to 70% are making it work. We have outcome data that say 50% of the people that we could find six months after leaving are still sober, or have a job, are getting that life beyond their wildest dreams. Is it impossible? Are you making it impossible? Or today... Maybe for the first time. You open up your eyes and look around you. And stop looking at how it's possible for everybody else. And start thinking how it might just be possible for you. We believe in you. We care about you. We will love you until you love yourselves. We will be there standing beside you when you separate and graduate from treatment and that you're able to look at someone in the eye and say, today I am a good man, worthy of love and respect. And it's at that point you will realize that you have moved away from what is impossible to be able to say, I'm possible today. Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! I'm not going to talk about this particular game because I don't really want to get into an argument with my boss. But I am going to say something about the game of football itself, which is interesting, and it parallels life in a way, and it parallels recovery in a way. The gods of football, the ones who created this wonderful game, were very merciful and very compassionate and very kind and very wise because they built something into the game that would allow the team that played badly in the first half and was losing by a lot to regroup. It's called halftime. Listen to what they do for you. They stop the game. They pull everybody off the field. They give you 20 minutes to figure out what went wrong in the first half so that you can make changes and come out in the second half and play differently and give yourself a chance to win. The greatest victories, the most celebrated victories, are to come from behind victories, right? The team is down by, like, like David said, the underdog comes from behind. The team is down 20 points in the first half. Everybody says, oh, this game's over. Forget it. This is ridiculous. It's a slaughter. But they stop the game. They let you go in and figure out what's going wrong and change it so that you can come out in the second half and play differently and win the game. Two things are necessary at halftime. Two things are necessary in order to come from behind in these ways. Two things are necessary. I hope you're already getting the parallels here with recovery. First, you have to make a new plan. What you did in the first half didn't work. 
The plays didn't work. Throw them out. The defense didn't work. Throw it out. Watch the films. See what changes you hear. This didn't work. Look, we can't do that anymore. So you have to make the changes based on what didn't work in the first half, and then you have to come out in the second half and play your butt off. Because if you just play normally in the second half, you'll just maintain the 20-point deficit. You won't make up any of the ground. Huh? So you've got to make the changes, and then you've got to come out in the second half and play like an animal in order to make up that deficit, in order to get that come-from-behind victory. So this is halftime for you. Something went wrong in the first half of this game. Some of the plays that you were using didn't work very well. Look at what didn't work. Change it. And come out in the second half when you leave here and play your butt off so that you have a chance to win at life, so that you have a chance to win at recovery. All right? Get what you need to get here. Change what you need to change. And go out there and win the damn game, for God's sake. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Michael. We got uh, some staff in the back. Uh, Amy, you want to share anything? I'm just thinking about what Michael said, and I'm wondering how many people, instead of um, paying attention to what happened in the first half and planning the strategy for the second half, get um, distracted by the cheerleaders. (laughs) (laughs) And their mind is somewhere else. So instead of paying attention to what they need to pay attention to, they pay attention to the cheerleaders. And then they go back into the game and they do the exact same thing. Don't get distracted by the cheerleaders, guys. Thank you. Yara, anything? Sarah, anything? You know, and, and so, so you know, when Michael spoke, right, didn't you just want to go charging out of the locker room that doesn't exist here, right? Let's go get him. You know, but he's right. This is halftime. I don't care how old you are. This is halftime. And, and if I were to amend just one little thing that Michael said, you know, it's pretty fair to say that you guys have all experienced a losing first half. That's what brought you here. Let's face it. And before we can make a change, we got to do what? We got to admit that what we were doing wasn't working. Because if we go out of here, you know, if we hold on to the idea that somehow I'm just going to keep doing the same thing, and I don't admit that it's a problem in the first place, good chance I'm not going to make the changes I need to make. So guys, let's recognize that what you are doing, what you have been doing prior to getting here, has not worked. You know the saying goes, it's my best thinking that got me here. It's your best thinking that got you to this halftime. This is your opportunity to make the changes that are going to be necessary to be successful. And the good news is, The good news is that you have a lot of support today. I don't care whether it's family. You can walk into an AA meeting, right? And what what, what do they say? How many of you walked into an AA meeting and you walked in and and someone looked at you and go, you know what, you're not possible. You can't do this. You ever hear that? No. You have the fellowship of AA and NA. You have support that make this journey that much easier. And you can, every single one of you has what it takes not just to get clean, but to stay sober. And bringing it back to football terms on the Friday before Super Bowl, every one of you has what it takes to be able to win this game. I have no doubt in my mind. I don't care how many people got discharged today, got discharged this week. They've got what it takes too. But... You know, if I'm not willing to admit that I got a problem and I'm going to keep doing the same things and I'm not willing to change that plan, 
You know, the saying goes, in life as in football, if I always do what I always did, I always get what I always got. But gentlemen, when you start to realize that you are possible, when you start to take the skills and tools that you used in addiction and realize I had what it took to get whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it, and you apply that to recovery, that's a time when miracles happen. And gentlemen, we have the good fortune here at St. Christopher's Inn of seeing miracles happen here every day. And at this time, we ask you, if you've experienced a miracle in this past week, if something has happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did happen, we ask you to take a moment to share that miracle, keeping in mind that you know it might feel good to be able to share it, but there might be also someone sitting in this room who could use hearing your miracle as a way of keeping their feet planted in this place, in this game. So if you've experienced a miracle in this past week, would you please come? Yes. Hi, David. Robert P. Track 9. The miracle is I'm going home on Monday. I'm separating. And the miracle is I am possible. I came here toxic, broken, lost everything. And my way wasn't working. So I said, you know, David and everybody else here promises we'll love you till you love yourself. So I said, okay, prove it. I'll let you call the plays, and I'll just be the best resident I can be and do my best effort. And today I can look at myself and say I'm worthy of love and respect. I can be the best father I can be, the best husband. I can repair a marriage that was broken. And I can be proud of myself. And I say that for the first time in my life, I'm proud of me. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Dwayne S. Track 11. Um, when I found out I was leaving on Monday, um, I talked to my grandmother and told her I was going back to Brooklyn. And she got upset. And she she just didn't sound all right. And I talked to my counselor and asked her to talk to her, to let her know that it, it, where I'm going is going to be, it's going to be all right. So when I talked to her yesterday, I told her why I asked my counselor to speak to her. And she said, you didn't, you didn't need to do that because I believed you. Mm. My grandmother has said, I believe you in, I don't know, like seven, eight years, because I was not a man that you could believe. So that's my miracle. Thank you. Yes. Hey, David Thomas S., the great track eight, no debate. The miracle I had is the first two weeks I was here, I was such in a slump. My mind was outside, not focused on, the, on what was at hand, and that's me and my life. Uh, these last two weeks, I did a complete turnaround because of the beautiful staff here and my brother's Christopher. Um, I'm positive, I'm focused, I'm soaking in all the information. I'm not looking at how much time I got here, but what I can get out of here. To me, that's a miracle because I just never thought I'd pull myself up. So I just want to thank everyone in the staff, everyone of my brothers, Christopher. I'm spending my first sober Super Bowl. Couldn't think of better company to spend it in. And, you know, I'm going to root for the real talent on this one. So let's go, Katy Perry. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Raymond, track 11. I came in here beaten and battered. I gave my family away to my addiction. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror five weeks ago. Today, throughout the help of my brothers Christophers and the staff here, I could look at myself in the mirror. I am a man worthy of love and respect. That is the miracle for me today. I speak to my children again today because of this miracle that has happened to me at this place. And thank you. Thank you. Hey, David. Sean M. Track 4. Uh, I work at a thrift store, and this uh, lady came in tell me about this uh, story about her son that, that had come here about five years ago. When he left here, he 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 went back out to Yonkers to work at a Planet Fitness to like sweep floors and do toilets and stuff. 
about two years later, he was manager of the joint. Mm-hmm. And now recently, he, he owns five of his own gyms. And he owes all of his success to this place right here. That's my miracle. Thank you. Hi, David. Richard W., track six. Find him. We need a donation. Um, <laughs> my miracle is I was able to uh, break down the you know the walls of uh, talking about my childhood and my past, about my mother and stuff like that. And uh, I never thought I'd be able to do that. I mean, uh, it's a miracle just being here, uh, having my brothers around me and the support. I, I feel strong again, and I was definitely weak and beat up when I came in. That's a miracle for me. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Dominic L, track seven. Uh, my miracle this week was um, finally getting through step one. Um, I always knew I was powerless over drugs, but I never could admit to myself that it was unmanageable. I always thought I could manage it. And after talking to you know, my brothers around here and just breaking it down, I've been able to verbalize a lot of things that I've been talking, uh, that I have have been thinking about for a long time and it felt good to just you know get it out in the open and i know that my life was unmanageable and i can't manage a life with drugs and in my life and i'm just grateful for finally just getting to that point where just i'm admitting to myself that you know there's no management and doing drugs and living life and i'm grateful for that now so step one thank you (laughs) thanks yeah uh joseph w here to represent uh track 12 uh I think we're the best track here and uh and the reason why I say that is if somebody can't say that then you're not putting enough into your track but uh my miracle is I'm learning I'm learning to forgive others and uh and I'm doing that through a couple things that happened in track this week uh people sharing about themselves and uh and father john has been helping me out and uh and by learning out how to forgive others i'm i'm forgiving myself like you said earlier about uh you know live, like living in the past and uh i'm learning how to forgive myself for a change and it's something i could never do and uh and a lot of things are clearing up and i can move on thank you <clears throat> yeah hey david skyland track two <clears throat> um miracles come in many shapes and sizes and big or small you know, I had the opportunity, my, my counselor called me over and asked if I could do her a favor yesterday, um, actually it was the day before, Wednesday, and uh, asked me if I would like to be a pole bearer. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately I, I agreed, and I was just so honored to actually be asked that, that I was worthy enough, you know, responsible enough to do that. Um, I haven't been a pole bearer since my mother passed uh, 15 years ago, and so it brought up a lot of emotions, and, uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing to actually see a, a brother, you know, a friar uh, move on to, you know, go home, and this brother uh, start a new life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, you, remind me of a, you remind me of a story, and, you know, we come in here with so many preconceptions. We come in here with ego. We come in here with defenses. And, you know, I'm reminded of a, a gentleman who was here a number of years ago who stopped me in the breezeway in between buildings, and he, and he, he said, I want to thank you. And I said, thank me for what? He said, I want to thank you for letting me wash the pots and pans. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, nobody ever trusted me with any responsibility in life. And to be able to wash pots and pans and to have responsibility today makes me feel good about myself. 
You know, when you start to realize that this process, this recovery thing is possible, it opens up so many new avenues for happiness, for humility. And we start worrying about the things that we don't have and start having gratitude for the things that we do. Gentlemen, you are possible. Anybody, I I challenge you. I challenge you to find someone in this facility that's going to look you in the eye and say, it's not possible for you. Okay? And if you can't find anybody to tell yourself that, then maybe it's time you question yourself and say, if nobody else can tell me that, maybe it's time I start believing that I can do and I can be a can-do person instead of a can't-do person. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. At this time, we ask that if there's someone who's been put in your path that has been a source of encouragement for you, that you take a moment to recognize them now. Um, We ask that you keep two things in mind. One, when giving encouragement, it's different than praise. Praise stops at thank you. Encouragement goes the extra yard and lets... The extra yard. See a little football reference? Okay. It goes the extra yard and lets that person know just how their efforts have been helpful to me. And we also ask that you focus on one or two people. Because when we say, I want to thank the whole community, it just loses some of its power. Is there someone in this room who's been a source of encouragement for you that helped you get through something difficult that you'd be willing to recognize now? Anyone? Yeah, come forward. Come to me. I want to encourage uh, oh, Raymond, track 11. I want to encourage Derek. Uh, I was going to leave. He told me to stay. Um, he pulled me up every time I was doing something wrong. You helped me out with my work, let me know what to do when I needed to do it, and you've just been a great encouragement to me, man. And How's that helped you? It's it's helped me a lot. I haven't gotten in trouble once since I've been here, and it, that's impossible. Like, people told me I'd be thrown off the hill as soon as I got here. With your help and learning the program, and you changed me. This program's changed me, and I'm glad I'm still here today. And that's because of you. Thank you. Yeah. Michael S., um, track 11. I want to encourage Peter G. and Jason F. Um, since I've been here, you guys have been like my backbone. You've shown me what to do. You kept me out of all the trouble in here. Um, you always take me out and like calm me down about everything. I want to thank you guys. How's that helped you? It's helped me because I haven't got any. I've been doing my work, and I haven't gotten any uh, contracts or anything like that. So uh, I want to thank them. Anybody else? Yeah. I'd like to encourage James, my colleague and friend from Hill Dining. James, we've become really close friends really fast. I don't think that's from nothing. That's a higher power. You've had a background in 12 years that no one could even imagine. But despite that, you've learned, you've shared more every day, and you're still able to laugh both at yourself and other people and joke around. But also we can have our serious talks and you're, you're an inspiration to me that anything's possible in this life and uh, it'll keep going and you'll be seeing me. But thank you so much for what you bring to my life every day. Thank you. Doesn't that just make you feel good? Yeah. Um, I, I This is kind of a little different. I want to thank and praise also Michael Bosha. Michael, um, your lectures are very powerful. You always bring something flavorful to the table and and I want to thank you because your lectures come from the heart 
and they come with different areas and different ways and and I get a lot out of myself I really do I, I love the handouts that you give I love the roundabout ways that it brings it home in, in, in whatever the lecture may be and uh, I want to encourage you to continue to do that because I think you're a powerful source in this community thank you yeah. I'm on F track one I want to thank you and your staff on behalf of a friend of mine my best friend I met him three years ago today he was actually discharged from here from you guys he wanted me to thank you because I spoke to him on the phone today and he's celebrating three years today all right don't discharge me though okay <laughs> <laughs> you see you see you don't want to go down the same route <laughs> hey uh, William B track 12 I want to encourage uh, Vincent G You've, uh, you, you've shown me that it's, it's truly okay to be yourself. Uh, I've heard you share a few times, and we have a lot of similarities in our stories and our past. And uh, they say to be uh, rehabilitated, we first must be habilitated. And you show me that I can remember who I was and, and how, to, how to move forward. So thank you. Okay. Do you guys recognize? See, you know, we put stuff up on the board. And I write things like impossible versus I'm possible. Do you guys recognize that when you share words of encouragement with, with someone, how we spend so much time beating ourselves up and telling ourselves we're worthless, we're no good, we can't be of service or use to anyone. And then we stand up and we share these words of encouragement and we let each other know that you have the capacity to make good in this world. You are possible, gentlemen. And I'm going to shut this thing down now, but I want to say before we go that if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, please visit our website at uh, stchristophersinn.org. You can find information, events, uh, how to donate, uh, find out about our thrift shop and all kinds of things. So until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and... Sobriety.